Hello, and welcome to the club. I'm your host, Rachel, and I'm here again with my mom. Hi, mom. Hi, friends. And today we have our first guest. We have my dad. Hi, dad. Hi, everyone. And welcome to the show. So we brought dad on today because we just wanted to get his story and his perspective on, you know, what was the worst day of our lives and him being kind of the head of the household. It doesn't have to be the dad. It could be, you know, anyone that's kind of the head of the household, the rock of the family, right? So that's why I wanted to get his perspective on it. We were allowed to break, to fall to rock bottom, but we want to get dad's perspective because him being, you know, head of the household, kind of, um, you know, the dynamic of our family was he was our rock. So kind of want to see, you know, what his role is in all this and what was he kind of obligated to, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so we'll just get dad's story. So dad, um, I know we talked about in our first episode, our story. And mom and I talked about, you know, how we found out. And I did mention that I called you ahead of time, probably about 6, 6.30 in the morning is when I started calling you to tell you I can't find him. And you were telling me, it's okay, he just fell asleep, he's somewhere. And and I thought that too. And then when I found out that he had passed, it was an accident, I, I didn't call you. My then boyfriend called you. And so he told you. And so that's all I know. And then I know the story that I heard, which is what I told in episode one. But go ahead. So now when he calls you at work, he tells you, you know, come home. There's Rudy. We we found him, but he, he didn't make it. Yes. And uh, I just, I dropped to my knees uh, and just kind of like scream and then got up right away. And the what I was thinking right there and then is about my daughter and my wife, you know, what how you know how they're gonna take it. You know, I gotta get up there. Yeah. So I told my boss was there and my foreman. I was a, a supervisor then. And uh so I just told him I gotta go. I told him what happened and then my boss called one of my friends uh, from work. And then as I left, got in my truck and left. And then just in my mind, it says, just thinking about, you know, what my wife was going to go through, what my daughter was going to go through. And I had to be strong for them. And my friend called me. And then he told me, hey, you know, and that's, you know, he kind of supported me all the way till I got to the hills where there was no reception. Just he told me that, yeah, I'm going to stay on the phone with you. Just, you know, everything's going to be okay. Just get there. You know, I'll keep talking to you. You talk to me. Keep your mind off everything until you get there, he goes. And then he he, he stayed with me. Do you, you know, remember like, what you guys talked about? Uh, just curious. No, I don't. Okay. I, I, my mind. Just I'm curious. Just, yeah. And I, it took about, a, about an hour, hour and a half to get from work to there. And then when I got there, you know, I went straight to my house, straight to your house. And first thing I told you, is we got to be strong for mom. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's when I told that story about, I remember like the first thing and it's just like, it just came to me 
I'm like, are we going to be okay? Like, are we, and we're all still in shock. You know, we haven't, we're, there's no processing here yet. That's why it's, you're like, I got to go. And you're not even thinking you're just driving. But, and then I asked you like, are we going to be okay? And that's when, yeah, you, you do what you normally do. And like, you got into that role of, yeah, we are because we're going to be strong and I'm going to carry us. And yeah. Okay. So you get up here. And then we have to go tell mom. Yes, and and so what? What we? What I said? I remember I said to you, you got to be strong for mom. And then later on, I told mom, you got to be strong for your daughter. Yeah. So and I got to be strong for both of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we yeah. got we got to the house, and then you know my wife just looked at us, and then she knew something was wrong. And so uh, before she can do anything, yeah. I ran to her and grabbed her. And That's when we told her. And then we had, a, you know, as a family, just we just held each other, yeah. fell to the ground. And, and then, but it was like, there were so many people, at not, not even at that time, it was just the four of us still at that time. People hadn't even arrived yet. But um, it was just so many people calling and coming by, and and I do remember in the the first like day you didn't come out because like we said we lived close to each other so we were at my house and I remember we had like a cousin my cousin you know and he cousin Henry oh and yes. and you know he wanted to come give yes. come his but like his condolences condolences. And you didn't want to come out. You didn't come out of the room. And so. Still in sh- I was young. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so from there um, begins the aftermath, right? We tell mom we're still in shock. We're. You don't even know how to deal with this because it's not something. It's not normal. So. Then we do the service, and then, like I said, everyone's around, and then what we call the Monday after the funeral, and then even you had to go back to work. Yes. I think you had, like, two weeks off, if that, and then you had to go back to work. And then how was it, like, leaving us? Well, it was it was kind of hard because, you know, how I was here with you guys, and then so I said, well, how, how are they going to be when I leave? So I just kept checking on mom, you know, while I was at work. And and I think I was staying out of town at that time, but I I was coming home. Yeah, he was taking that. I was I was driving back and forth. Doing the commute mm-hmm. to come home every day. And so so that's how I guess I just wanted to like kinda emphasize the difference in the aftermath. You know, like for us we were allowed to, like I said, go through it and mourn and grieve and do the depression rehab where we're falling off and like, oh, I'm, I have to miss work because it's the first, his first birthday. And like, we were allowed to do that because of you. Yes. So I feel like your aftermath was a little different from ours because you weren't like allowed to kind of. Yeah, no, I couldn't. I just had to be there for you guys. I just had to like continue the same, the same way, you know, go to work, you know, Make sure that you guys are okay. Uh, just, huh. I couldn't break down or anything. Yeah. 
I mm. just had to stay the way I was, strong and you know, just. I'm wondering if that, like, now that I think about it, I wonder if even that, because, like, if that was even like the little bit of normalcy. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, he was trying to keep it as normal as he could, as possible, you know. Yeah. But it was possible for him. Yeah. But I didn't even realize that until right now we're talking. did I. Yeah, we're talking about it. I'm like, well, think about it. Everything had changed. Everything was different. But I didn't, but we didn't want to go back to normal in that in the other way, right? It was like, I don't want to go back to work and work in this classroom that like he used to be in. And I don't want to see these kids that like, you know, they're, right. you know, and it's like, and then like with you, it was like, you know, we don't, we didn't want to do this Thanksgiving that we used to always like there. We didn't want anything normal or like back to the way it was, but without realizing it you provided that for us and that's the that's the only normalcy that we needed at that time right for you to be who you are all the time yes <laughs> so that you can carry us um so yeah so the so your role was different in in the sense that you had to be strong and yes not- i i feel like somebody has to be strong because if we all break down then it's going to be worse yes you know somebody just have to take charge and say hey you know Mm -hmm. i gotta do this i gotta do that i gotta make sure this is done don't if i see any of you going one way just bring back Mm -hmm. with something Mm -hmm. you know so it's important in your life if this if you're going through this to to have someone like that and it doesn't have to be the father of the household it just has to be somebody someone who you can depend on to to be that strength and and kind of guide you in that way because yeah that's what kept us going because we were like i said we were able to be like okay well i'm not going to go to work today and like i used all my sick days and so it's like okay well yeah you're not going to work and you're also not getting paid but I didn't care because I knew that, you know, we were, as a family, we were going to take care of each other. Right. Yes. Okay. And so, um, do you feel that there's been a change in the family dynamics? Mm. And if not, that's okay. No, I, uh, no, I, I mean, it's, it was, it's been uh, ups and downs, but... Uh, like with Rudy goes. gone because like you okay so like the way we were raised is like okay so when you weren't there then Rudy was next in line and like yes. at a young age it didn't matter if he was eight <laughs> you know it's like your dad's gonna go out of town for work for a couple days and then Rudy's gonna like that's just that was his role so I guess it's like with him gone it's like you you take on all of that all of this yeah it's you know yeah on that way he used to help you know like like i said especially you know with you take some of that take some of that off off, yeah okay but with him gone it it just changed a little where i have to do that now and so but that's my role yeah yeah um when so when he passed you did a lot of building you built, um, and then we had talked about this in a prior episode, how Rudy had mentioned, like, oh, you should build a bridge that goes from this deck to here. And then when he passed away, like, you built a bridge and um, decks, and it was like, <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was a little paradise out there, yeah, was, outdoor living. It was, it was outdoor living before outdoor living was a thing. <laughs> yeah. So 
do you think that that was like a coping mechanism or that helped? Yes, that, you know, that, that helped because it kept me busy for one thing, kept my mind on work. Uh, For another, Rudy had mentioned that he wanted us to do a bridge and he helped me build the, 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 the deck well, and the shed. Also, because uh, his friend that worked with Dad, remember? Oh yes, Marty. yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, he Marty. helped you. He also mentioned to Dad. Oh yeah, yeah. Let, I'll help you. Let's get this going. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna make I don't a, remember bridge, him a straight bridge, and Marty said, "No, let's let's do a a, a real bridge, you know, arch bridge." Yeah. And so we got into doing that. And wow. I do remember people helping, like coming and volunteering and volunteering their yes. time to help, like on the weekends yeah. and help you. I didn't, yes. I didn't realize that he was one of them. No, yeah, he he did. Wow, he did help me a lot. So okay, so that and then I, the only reason why I bring that up is because like when we first went to um, the Compassionate Friends meeting, it was and I mentioned this at like our eleventh month mark. We were right before that one year, mm-hmm. and we were just like out of it and we were telling them, I don't even know how this came up, but it was like, we were telling the group that we feel like just still lost and so like not processing it. And it seemed like you were like moving along faster than we were. And we we brought that up because one of the dads, there was a, a, a couple in there and they had lost their daughter, I believe. And I, I, I think I already mentioned this, but, you know, she passed away. She was walking on the sidewalk and a drunk driver ran on the sidewalk and, and she was killed. And so they were a couple, I think they had been like 15 years into it. They were, they were long into it yeah. and well into it. And so he brought it up because we didn't even think about it. We weren't talking about that. And he being the dad and the, you know, father of the ho- head of the household, he said, how is your dad doing? And then we started thinking about it and we said, well, actually, we don't know. We never. It's well because he's been there for us so steadily that I think we might have take thought. Well, we didn't really. Yeah, for me, honestly, I felt like he, I said. Um, I feel like my dad's doing okay. Like right? he's right. Not like, and I didn't mean that. I didn't think you didn't mourn him. You didn't grieve him. You didn't love him. It was nothing like that. I just it seemed like you were coping with it like better than we were. We were. And he said, no, yeah, he's the one that said, well, and then he kind of asked like, what are you doing? Oh, and I think we mentioned that we were kind of annoyed that you were working so much. Like you would just work, 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 work. Mm -hmm. And we're like, guys, you just want to put your head down and work. And, And he's the one that made us realize that that was a, that was something that you might be doing because he mentioned that you have to hold us and you have to carry us and you can't break down because exactly what you just yeah. said, mm-hmm. you have to be strong for us. You have to, you can't do that because if you break down, then it trickles down. We're right. all going to, to fall. And so there has to be that sort of person, right? That anchor that, and then, so that's when we realized Oh, okay. And then we started thinking about the bridges and all the construction that was going on. Mm-hmm. It was like chaotic, you know, right. like on the weekend. Right. And, you know, mom just wants to be alone and all these people are coming to work <laughs> yeah. on the house. And it's yes. like, and so he's the one that made us realize like yeah. a dad's perspective. Yeah. And, you know, and his, that's what you just talked about is what he, that was his experience as well. And so, um, yeah, that's why I bring that up. So it may seem like, Again, not that they don't care, but just that it's like it's different. Yes, different for it. yes. I think, and it doesn't mean that they don't think about them. Because I know, I, I know, I've heard you say before, 
and now you know we're so far into it probably doesn't happen as often but i remember in the beginning you tell me like you would be driving home from work and there'd be like a song that comes on like a tupac song or something and it would remind you of him and then you know you might choke up or something but i i, I do remember that so mm-hmm. i mean it doesn't mean that in their own privacy that they're not you know dealing with those emotions it's just that with yeah with the family they have to be this role and so um so we talked about support systems and we have a lot from therapy to church to mediums (laughs) to um, number one friends and family number two i feel is finding your people finding other people in the club um are there any support systems that you feel work for you or, or work best for us I, it's fr- friends. It was you guys and 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 friends because, you know, when they came, you know, everybody talked about him, talked out, you know, said how he was, and they always said good things about him, which it makes you feel good. Um, another one was uh, Pastor Rick. Yes, mm-hmm. he's the one that in the beginning we went to talk to him. I remember, and he just. He had gone through the same thing with yes. his wife. Yeah. And he said that uh he told us exactly how it would be, you know. You you never get over it. You just gotta learn to live with it. Mm-hmm. And uh and you it's not that you wanna forget him, it's just that, you know, you have to go on. That's what he would have wanted you to. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so he I remember him helping a lot. Yes, you know, I the compassion friends too, but I don't think I went. To no, you didn't. Do that. No, but I remember you guys coming and saying, "Oh, the compassion of friends." Yes, like meeting other moms. Yes, uh-huh. that have been. And, but for for the way I look at you know, for me it was him. Yes, and then I seen that he helped you guys a lot. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. yes, and I talked about this where it's like I love him for the fact that he gave us permission to grieve in our own way. Yeah. And it started with even the service. Like he's like, I remember at the service he said, um, "You could play any songs you want." And then we joked, we're like, uh, "Like Tupac songs." He's like, "Yeah, if yeah. you want, you know." And then I'm like, "Okay." So we put a playlist together. It has some, you know, like the Imagine song, but it did also have some Tupac. Um, yeah, keep your head up and and he, and he's like, whatever music he liked, right? And 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 invite his friends and and like I said, he allowed us to say. You know, if you want to be angry at God and, you know, be real with him and let him know. It doesn't mean you stay angry with him, but is, he allowed us to like like a real, well, a realness. Yes. It was okay. Yes. Um, and I do want to say, like, we do talk a lot about, um, you know, the church or, or God. Um, but I don't want it to, to just be like, um, you know it's like super religious or, you know, not like culty. Like it's, it's, you know, because I know some people right now is, it's very difficult for you to have a relationship with the Lord. Not everybody is going to say, okay, you know, I, I believe my brother's going to heaven and I have to let him go in peace. So I can't be angry at God. Like there are going to be people who are angry at God, who, who lose faith in God. How can you do that to me? There's no God if God's going to take my child. So I, you know, I don't want people to get turned off by thinking that it's, you know, like, it's just something that helped us. And yes, we grew up Catholic and we grew up, you know, in religious in the sense that like, yeah, okay, we were baptized and we would go to church on Christmas and stuff like that. And, but it's, 
that's why I love Pastor Rick because, you know, Catholic was a little more strict and it was a little more like, I didn't feel like we could be that way. But he came in and said, no, it's okay for you to talk to God real, Mm -hmm. real. It's not just praying and, you know, tell him I'm angry. This is not okay. And then tomorrow you can make up with him. Yeah. (laughs) But um, yes, I think for me and for all of us, it was him allowing us to to be ourselves and grieving it. Because there's something about that, that where you come out of it, it just feels better. It feels better. Because you're not suppressing all those real raw feelings, like mm-hmm. you say. So, yeah. So, again, um, I mean, spiritual. It's, you know, creator. Like, whoever you feel, you know, is the creator of all things. You know, like, that's what we're saying is there's, for us, we believe that there's, there is a heaven and that we're going to be connected again. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, but right now, if you're not in that state, if you're not in that stage, it's okay. Um, okay. So, well, actually speaking of that, the next thing I wanted to talk about, like, did you ever get angry at God? No, I, I don't. I, did, I did. have you ever during this process? No. Not once. No. Okay. Uh, I have a lot of faith in God, and I know He does what He does, and He has His reasons. So I'm just pray that He gave me the strength to carry on, yeah, to help to keep keep us strong, and and He did, yeah, yeah. you know. And as part of that, like because you feel like you'll see Rudy again, like we'll all be together well, yeah, again. We'll, we'll, yeah, because we're gonna go to heaven and. That's why I try to be good here, <laughs> which I'm already hard. But. We gotta be good. <laughs> no, I'm no, I know kidding. what you mean. I know what you, that's but, what I'm saying. Like but, yeah, we're not like this know. religious cult family no, that's like we went to church every single Sunday. We're not saying that. No. We just we understand that there's there's a there is a God. There is someone higher than us. We're not like we're just here on borrowed time, and we're here put for a purpose. And it's not to suck up all the resources, okay. right? Yeah. It's to 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 do good, to do God's work. And so that's all I want to say about that. So, okay, so you didn't really get angry at God like we did. But again, we had you, so we were we could do that. Like if I had to keep going to work and keep surviving and, and like in the real world, right? Because yeah. I'm telling you, like it was like that first year that I was like on and off. I would go two days, miss three days, go a day. And mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> but I, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I didn't have you, you know, being that support person for us. So we were able to be angry at God. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I've ever asked you that. Have you, did you ever do angry stages with God? Oh yeah, I did. I was, in the beginning? In the beginning. Okay. From the beginning, like right away? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right away. Like the first day? Mm-hmm. Is that what you did? Yeah. And then, yeah. how long? Oh, I can't, do, I don't know. Okay. I tell you okay. how long I, I stayed angry. And I, I might have been. Would it go in and out or did, yeah, was it angry I, for a while? When we uh, started meeting with doc, with Pastor. Okay, okay. I started. Like, okay. It's, it's, those are some of the feelings. Yes, it's normal. It's, it's normal. Like we're human. Right, you're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I feel like growing up in the Catholic, like, like I said, like we're not like cult or anything but like just being in the catholic religion like you're not Mm -hmm. this and this is my only experience like i could just be me but i felt like you're not allowed to be human right (laughs) like you know it's like you know you can't tell them you're angry at god you're angry you know 
Yeah. yeah. It's like, like, oh, yeah, that's why I'm angry. Oh, okay. Okay. This is normal. I'm human. Okay. Um, talk to us a little bit about like your experience in the rebuilding stage. Well, the rebuilding stage is I got to be focusing more on the future, you know, moving forward, uh, finishing rebuilding my house because we burn on the 2020 fire. Uh, get your house going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, knowing Rudy's not with us, it's a little harder because I got to do this by myself just about. And when if he was here, he would be helping me. Mm-hmm. I know he would. Yeah, we do. We would be doing faster. Now it's taking me a little longer, but, you know, he... He he's here with us spiritually, and we'll continue to help. I'll continue to help my family, and the community, mm-hmm. and friends, whoever needs it. You know, because mm-hmm. that's what we do. Yeah, right. Um, and so we had talked about some triggers in this stage because you're rebuilding. You're like, you know, you got the momentum going, and things are going great, and we're celebrating his, you know, this, and then. Holiday comes, and you're like, boom, you fall back off the wagon. Um, what are some of your triggers? My triggers are uh, the holidays, uh, thinking, you know, because he's not with us, but mostly because I see, you know, my my wife, mm-hmm. and I see you. You guys get sad, so I have to, like, you know, oh, yeah, let's do this, let's do that. Mm-hmm. Um his friends, when I see his friends, you know, they we always talk about what Rudy did, what, you know, what they did with him and how he helped them. You know, they tell me stories. Uh, the place of the accident where you, uh, every time I go by there, I, you know, I try to figure out what happened, you know, did, did he fall asleep or... I, I don't know. Because that's just, what we were told. He fell asleep. Yeah. And there were. So that's where, that's that's one of the places that I think about it. And, uh, yeah. And the reason why we bring that up is like, I know what you're saying. Because, like, we were told, okay, he fell asleep. But then there were, like, marks on the road. And so part of me would think, like, or did an animal come out? And he tried, like, why are there marks on the road if you fell asleep? Like then he wouldn't have tried to break or did he just wake up? I mean, there's all these things that you go through. And I do remember um, a neighbor. I don't don't know if we talked about this, but a neighbor. Drove it, drove. Yeah, we had a neighbor. Tried to figure out. Yeah, he would go. Yeah, he Lindsay. He would oh, Lindsay. when it first happened. Like he, uh-huh. I can't believe this, and so he was he kind drove of drove it a couple times. Yeah, to try to, to like kind of how it happened. Yeah, like a replay. Like um, exactly trying to figure. Like well, he's like, well, I went this fast, and and I turned like that, and you know, right. like I, I was fine, and and so and again because you know we're like, well, did an animal run out? And he tried to. I mean, but we were told he fell asleep, and so um. And so we, and we also said, you know, that he, it was three miles from home. And so we do pass it when we, you know, go to town (laughs) and people will say like, in the beginning, people will be like, oh my gosh, how do you even still live out there? Knowing that your brother died on that hill, let alone like drive, you know, the crash site. And I couldn't live anywhere else. (laughs) I wasn't going to leave my brother up here. Right. By himself. (laughs) Um, Okay. So do you think that it helps to be around 
And this is like not very often, but when you are around other fathers, like in this club or, you know, other head of households in this club, like, are there, do you guys ever communicate about that? Or Yes. Uh, uh, with Tommy, uh-huh. you know, because I didn't know in the beginning, then he he started talking about it. He opened yeah. up about it. Uh, he had pictures of him, mm-hmm. you know, and so, and, you know, I feel bad. I feel bad that it happened to him and. And he probably feels bad that it happened to me, mm-hmm. but yeah, we talk about it. Yes, yes. It helps. And that, that's interesting because we didn't know. It's like sometimes you meet people and then you don't realize that they're in the same club mm-hmm. until, you know, yeah, after that's a couple. What he, yeah. he, he told me because yeah. in the beginning he didn't say nothing. Then later on as we, be, you know, talked more, yeah. he, uh, he did start saying that, you know, that what happened mm-hmm. with the son. and then he we became good friends because of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And he was a he's a neighbor too. Was a neighbor too. Yeah. And so again, just lived out here. You know this, not knowing, and then you become part of this club, and then you just are. We're, we were at like a holiday neighbor party or something. I remember. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's where we met them. Mm-hmm. And so okay, so um, so you do kind of have some kind of conversation. Yes. You know, yes, like we do. Okay. And is there anything in particular that you'd like to do to continue Rudy's legacy? Uh, yes, I would like to continue doing this celebration of life that we do every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we stopped it for a few years because of the fire, but hopefully next year we'll start it again. Uh, uh, that's one of them. Yeah, that really helps. And that way, you know, scholarships. the scholarships. Yeah, we had we did a scholarships on on his. Uh, on yeah, his. we were talk. We talked about that in the last episode yeah, so how we to, how we started it, but we weren't mm-hmm. like emotionally yeah. strong. And then actually, COVID and then the fire, and so that's what we were talking about. Like the rebuilding is just like we just got knocked off, and then. But I want to, you know, try to continue yes. it again. Uh, yes, keep working on it and. And do it on his honor, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, he would have liked that. So culinary, like a culinary, yeah, a culinary uh, scholarship. scholarship. That seems to be. Some of the kids that, that he needed. There's a lot of mm-hmm. people that don't have the money to go and we, if we can help them. That's, you know. You can get started. Yes. Okay. And so, um, yeah, that's what we wanted to hear was just like your perspective on it. And how, you know, your role is different and how we were allowed to go through that first three years of just total darkness because you kept on doing you (laughs) and you allowed us to go through the process and figure out these stages. And yeah, so... Is there anything you want to say to the people, like friends and family? Uh, yeah, just you know, it's hard, but you just keep got to you got to keep going. You got to think about other things, you know, and and you got to think of what he would say to you if he seen you breaking down, or if he wouldn't want that. So you got to kind of think that what he what he would want you to do. Um, and things will get better. Things get better. 
Uh, now we have a grandson, and that's bringing back our joy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, and things get better if you like if you go through the process. Yes. Yeah, you gotta go like don't stay process. stuck. No, but it's hard to like think. You know, easier said than done. Yeah. So and seek help. Yes. Seek help. Yes. Does get get with your support team. Get with your pastor. Talk to friends. Get it out on the open. Don't just stay stuck. Yeah. 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 Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, just a few things before we head out here that I want to touch on. Um, we didn't talk about dreams. Um, dreams are a beautiful way to remember them and to connect with them. So one thing you can do is like talk to them before you go to sleep. And then um, like for me, I used to have that reoccurring dream where he was locked in the shed somewhere and then he would come out and be like, no, I'm found, you know. And then after that dream, I started having another reoccurring dream of him visiting me. And he was just visiting me and I kind of knew in the dream that he was just visiting and he would like take me all these places. Like I don't remember actually traveling to them, but like in my dream, I would just be like different places, just, just all over the world. And then when he would have to go, it would like, he would never say like, I have to go or anything. It's like, I would know in the dream, like he's leaving. And then I'd be like, already? Like you gotta go. And then I would wake up and kind of know, it's like, it's just this weird, like knowing, you know, in your dream, what's happening. And so that's definitely like a way to um, to remember them and stay connected to them and just try to like maybe when you wake up, write those dreams down or mm-hmm. share those dreams. Um, but yeah, talking to them and saying things out loud and is a great way. Um, also remember all the good times that you had with him. That that helps a lot. Yes. You know, just to remember, don't remember the bad things, but remember the good things. Oh, yeah. What he did, where you guys went, remember. That's just just got to keep them alive in your mind. Yeah. And the bad things you're saying, like not focusing on the like Negative. the sorrow. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just, mm, yeah. yeah. Um, I, just real quick, a story about how just this recent, this last anniversary his 12 year anniversary, you know, this past July, I remember you telling me you went to dinner in town and there was someone sitting next to you, a gentleman and, you know, his partner. And then they, somehow you guys started talking cause you know, you're in a restaurant and then he, you know, Oh, where are you from? And then you guys realized you're from the same town. And then he said something about, Oh, what's your last name? And then he said, you had a son. He's like, Oh, who is he? And then, and then you told him who he was and he's like, Oh, my gosh i knew him and i went to college with him i had a college class with him he started telling you like really good stories and things like so you never met this guy right it's not like he was like a friend he just he grew up with you know in our hometown he had a couple classes with them and i don't remember what he told you something about rudy was funny or i don't remember what he told you yeah he said he was he he really liked liked rudy Rudy. because he was was a really good good person person. and uh, Uh he, he was funny he always joked around with them and and he always made him feel good. Yeah. And, and he liked him a lot, he says. Yeah. And he couldn't believe that he was gone. Yeah. And this is, so this is like 12 years later. You know, like I said, didn't know yeah, the guy. Yeah, small world. Yeah. And then you're still here. And it was, I remember it was like the day before his anniversary. 
And and I said, oh, you know, that's not a coincidence. Like you, here you are, twelve, and you needed to hear that someone right. else. Yeah. Oh, I knew your son, and he was so good to me. Yeah. You know, he said, oh, you're Rudy's parents. <laughs> oh, no, Rudy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like that. It was like that. So that always feels good too. Um, we didn't talk about tattoos. I know some people do tattoos. I just seen on this um, Facebook page, the sibling grieving page, um, someone shared their tattoo. And then she wanted other people to share their, you know, memorial oh. tattoos. And it was so cool because everyone was, oh, this one, you know, someone had a tattoo that her brother had. So she had the exact same tattoo put on her. Oh, and then God. someone had like a wolf. Her, she said, oh, my brother always talked about putting a wolf with this, this and that. And, you know, they did that. And so then maybe we, we never had, we had never done the tattoos. Um, I know at one point we talked about them. but Yeah, we did talk about it. Um, yeah. And, but we do have a cousin, my cousin. Uh, has a tattoo on his chest and it has you know Rudy's name in the middle and then the, the chef knives um in there and so that was yeah, that a is. beautiful beautiful yeah. tribute beautiful tribute and so yeah so tattoos is another great way to remember them keep their legacy going um we also didn't talk about guided grief journals so journaling in general it could be blank pages just your thoughts bulleted it doesn't you know however you need to do it I particularly was gifted a uh, guided grief journal where you they give you like little you know prompts to answer like mm -hmm. and um, for example it could be something like today I wish I could tell you uh, something that reminded me of you today and so I would write in that our neighbor Jamie gave us gave me a book and I would write in that and it helped me so much because sometimes when I would go to that dark place and feel sad and want to sulk in my room by myself, I would read that book and the, the entries that I would write. Mm -hmm. And then it would, and, it, and because of the things they ask you, it's like, you know, childhood memory, you know, what is, what is your favorite childhood memory or something like that? And I would read that and it felt so good. And there, and again, it's like stories that are written and they're kept. And so, um, of course I don't have that anymore. <laughs> no. I but I will get a new one. I will get a new one. Yes, you had journals. Because you're like the blank page right. journal person. Mm -hmm. And again, that's why I'm saying find your way. So so yeah, so just finding what works for you. But definitely, um, you know what else I used to do is I haven't done this in a while. But I would write him. I would just say, Dear Smog, oh my gosh, today was the worst day. I can't do this anymore. And I would just write him. Mm -hmm. And then um no one would ever read it. I don't even think I would, you know, give them to you or it's just something that I would write and put away. But it was like, like writing him and telling him, you know, and when I would write like the tributes on the Facebook page, his page, I would write as if I was writing to him. I was not writing on there as if I was writing to the public. I was writing on his page like, dear Rudy, you know, today's your birthday and like, we're going to do this and we're going to make food and celebrate you. But I, mm -hmm. you know, I miss you so much. I, I always like talk to him, write to him. So that helped me too. Um... So yeah, and so um, the last things are, we never talked about like the anxiety. So, and we'll go more into this like when we have different guests on that can touch more on that. But um, I never had anxiety before Rudy passed. I had heard about it and I know Rudy had talked about like he had anxiety. Not Rudy had it. But I never really knew what it was. I never, like I know what it feels like to be anxious, but I never knew what anxiety was. I don't understand what it was. No, not really. No, like I know what it's like, oh, I'm anxious to do this. But after Rudy passed, like, woo, okay, anxiety is like, I understand it. And so that is something I think is um, uh, like part of this. It's a symptom that you will gain it from the it's like a ptsd mm -hmm. right like the anxiety is real 
So, um, again, we'll hopefully have someone come talk to us about that, you know, but I just wanted to bring that up so you don't feel like you're alone or if you never had anxiety, like the anxiety is real and um, it gets better. And again, we'll talk more about that. But anxiety is definitely something that you'll you might gain, most likely will gain, um, which brings in like another kind of um, thing is the fear of like bad things happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was like one of the things, ugh, the worst. But I want to say it's better now, but I'm not going to lie. It's not like it hasn't gone away. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it's gone better only because like it's another something that I've learned to live with. I know. But I honestly like, okay, like, for example, when, okay, we always, especially right away, it's like something bad's going to happen after this all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like always worried about dad, always worried about dad, always worried. About, that's, that's my thing. I'm always worried about dad. And if I don't hear from him, because again, we're driving up the hill and I don't hear from him. It's like, it start. it's, it would be this trigger. Oh, it starts. Right. Like, you know, and they know how we are. So they got a call. Why haven't they called? Mm-hmm. And so definitely, I mean, it wasn't like a fear that like, I mean, I couldn't live my life, but it was, it's just something that's always in the back of my head. So if you don't call me in 15 minutes, like you say, you're going to call me, then my mind automatically will go there. Mm-hmm. And again, it's better now, but in the beginning, that was definitely something that, and then I think like when the house, that's why when, when we evacuated and we had evacuated, you know, three times before that, three, three years in a row before that, mm-hmm. it's like, part of me was like. And again, it's not that I thought we were special, but it was like, no, this won't happen to us. Like, God's not going to do that because he already took my brother. And like, we're not going to do too too messed up things like that, you know, like, but, and then it's that because I got better with the fear of bad things happening, right? The worst is always going to happen because it does. And then when the fire, it kind of brought that stuff back up. And so then I started getting into again of like, bad things are going to happen if I don't hear from you this or like, I don't know, just the fear of like something happening. Yeah. Yeah. And again, hopefully we can have someone on here that will, you know, help us with that more, talk more about that. Mm -hmm. But those are two things that are right in the, like it's, it's there. It's in the front, you know, that anxiety and that fear in the beginning of like, don't leave the house because somebody's mm-hmm. going to die. And especially it depends on who, like how it happened for me. Like it was the car accident. So it's like definitely anytime, like there's a car, it's like you're driving up the hill. Um, you're alone working and I haven't heard from you. Something happened. The dog, is he going to get bit by a rattlesnake? I mean, oh, it's, I no, for real. It's like, it gets like, it's part of that PTSD. So again, yeah. we hopefully can get more into that. But that's that's part of it and part of that norm. Um, okay, so we leave you with our song today. And our song is Missing You. And it's P. Diddy? Sean Combs? Sean Combs, let's say that. Um, and, it, and it's actually after uh, Biggie died. Yes. And so, you know, they were close. And so... Um, this song kind of definitely uh, hits home. And so, again, missing you. Some of the lyrics here. Life ain't always what it seems to be. Words can't express what you mean to me. Even though you're gone, we're still a team. Through your family, I'll fulfill your dream. In the future, can't wait to see if you open up the gates for me. Reminisce sometimes the night they took my friend. 
try to black it out, but it plays again. When it's real feelings, hard to conceal, can't imagine all the pain I feel, give anything to hear half your breath. I know you're still living your life after death. Every step I take, every move I make, every single day, every time I pray, I'll be missing you. Every day we pray for you, till the day we meet again, in my heart is where I'll keep you, friend. Memories give me the strength I need to proceed, strength I need to believe. Tell me why, on that morning, when this life is over, we're going to see, I know I'll see your face again. Thinking of the day you went away, what a life to take. This song, um, I love this song because mm -hmm. this is like talking about the bond and like, and they say yeah. that, yeah, like what a life to take, what a bond to break. And that's exactly how I mm -hmm. felt. That's why I was angry at God when I did get angry at him. I was like, that's so messed up. Like, you know how close we are. You know our bond. You know that we need each other. And you just like, what a life to take. Like, seriously. And so, um, and then just, again, like, you know, everything we do, everything, every single day, every breath we take, you know, you're with us. And then we know that we'll see you again. Mm -hmm. Until then, you know, I'll keep your memories alive. And, um, yeah, and I know I'll see you again. Yeah when this life is over. So again, when you get a chance, listen to that song and that will help you. A little bit of music therapy for you. Okay. Thank you so much. Thanks, Dad, for um, sharing with us. Thank you for being here. And thank you for carrying us during the worst thank time you, of our lives. We love you. Okay. Until next time. Thank you, everyone.